You put cranberries in a pot and you boil them. Can't hear me. Well, your thing's not plugged in. (laughs) Obviously, you didn't come here to slay. You came here to play. Came here to play. Hello? Can you hear me? Mm -hmm. You turned your microphone off now. Did I? Yes. Oh my god. Okay, we're good. Hello. (laughs) Struggle! (sighs) Struggle buzzing! Wouldn't you get a pull a Tony and just quit? Do you want me to? Yeah. No. <laughs> you know what, Brooke? No. I enjoy pissing you off too much every single week. <laughs> Between. Do some... you really think that you're getting to me? <laughs> I'm, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I just. <sighs> <sighs> honestly wonder uh, when my showing up 45 minutes late and <laughs> letting you know hey I'm leaving and then don't show up for another like Hour. 40 minutes and you're like wow traffic lots must, of traffic really bad. I sit right there at that window I'm like he's gonna be you're here just like standing any, there just like, any minute any minute he's gonna walk through that door he's gonna be right here any minute any, any minute how many how much time has passed no Three minutes. Hours late. No minutes. Not yet. Couple no seconds. Minutes. Am I quiet? I feel like I'm quiet. No. Hello. Nope. Uh, okay. No. 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 Um. Yeah. That's basically me. Do you have to work tomorrow or uh, Thursday? Yes. yes. You have to work on Thanksgiving Day. Mm. Yeah. It basically was like I mean your ske- our schedule doesn't really change even though headquarters headquarters gets their day off and I'm like okay well how are you expecting us to do half of our job which is being online for chats to talk to customers. Um, when you guys are not there to do anything. Because you don't let us do anything. You guys do it all. So So we're just going to be like, hey, sorry, your socks didn't work out. Yeah, I mean, that's honestly, it's like, okay, what am I supposed to do? Like, all I Just do apologize. Is, all I can do is tell the customer, like, hey, sorry, time to, I have to escalate this to HQ and I'll let We'll you get know back to I... you on uh, Monday. Well, that's what, I mean, they're going to have all the Wednesday nights. All of Thursday, and maybe they're off Friday. I don't know if they're off Friday or not. But, I mean, they're going to have all the shit uh, from Thursday to work on. Luckily, I'm off Friday and Saturday, and no one has asked me to not be on. Uh, I mean, I'm okay with that. So, But if I got overtime, I'm not certain that I would say no. Just saying. If they were like, oh, just unlimited overtime for whatever hour, I'd be like, oh, okay, let's go for it. Let's do it. That time and a half, or just overtime? Time and a half. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That would be almost $20 an hour. So I'd be like, I'm collecting mm. some hours there for some extra Time and a half cash. would be more than $20 an hour. I make $12 an hour. Oh. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oops. Wow. Should we get more white calls before we get started? Uh, I've already pressed play, um, but yes, so I'm going to press a pause. <laughs> what were you recording? How much turkey money stuff. I made? Oh. oh. Since the turkey stuff? Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and she was right. And she was right, so I'm just going to be wasted on Thanksgiving, so we'll see what happens. See what happens. And then call your mom. Mm. I, I just want to let you know something, okay? You'd be so surprised. In the eight years that I have been a drunken mess, I have never drunk texted or drunk called my mother. I have not either. 
And I will never. I don't think that I will either. <laughs> because I that is the, the last person I want to talk to when yeah. I'm drunk. Oh, well, I, me, I talk to my mom when I'm drunk all the time, but normally we're both drunk at the same time. So calling her in the middle of the night would not be great because she'd be like, what the fuck do you want? No, she wouldn't say that. She would definitely be like, what, what's wrong? What's happening? How can I help? And I'd be like, I'm just having a great time. I don't want to let you like, know that uh, I really used to love it when you made sausages and cabbage for supper. What the fuck? Let's you yeah. people eat. Oh, who's you people? White people? German. German. <laughs> Sauerkraut. Germans. No, you fucking schnitzel. We have more beer. English DNA according to to DNA testing. <laughs> oh, so, well, what a surprise from how you normally talk. I, I took German in high school. I am fluent. I'm fluent in German. This is my normal speaking voice because I am German, I'm okay? German. <laughs> stupid. Stupid. So stupid. Hello. <laughs> Woo! 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 Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, hand tingling. <laughs> ha. Okay. And then now I go. Five, four, three, two, one. Level up. Poison! Why do you always say that? Because that's what you fucking do. I'm making fun of you. I don't always say that. So tell me again, what are you going to make for Thanksgiving? Um, okay. So I have the turkey breast slated. I have... The slade. Gra- slade. <laughs> uh, I've got gravy, and I'm not making that from scratch, obviously, Sis. since I won't have uh, the... A turkey the, neck. Yeah, the giblet, giblets. Giblets. Um... And then I'm making robes, of course, but those are also not from scratch because I am lazy and also I'll be working that day. Um, what else am I making? Uh, corn. Um, and... Corn? What, you don't like corn? I don't remember eating corn. What? Do you not know any of the Carol Channing references? No. Um, and Oh, and then mashed potatoes, of course. I make a mean mashed potato. I do too. I normally also make a really good sweet potato, but Aaron's mom says she's bringing candied yams, which is basically what I do. Um, so I'm excited to taste hers and see if they can see if Yeah, and I'm sure they will be. Uh, she is a black woman, and so I'm certain that she's going to come in hot with all of the. She's come with mac and cheese. <laughs> hot. Let me read the list of the things she's bringing us because I am excited to try all of them. Um. Um. Yeah, hold on, hold on. Scrolling, 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 scrolling. Does Aaron um, have a large family? No, he's an only child. Well, no, I mean, like, extended family. I don't know. You know nothing I, about him? From he's what? a serial killer. He might be. Um, I don't know about his mom, and I think she only has one sibling. From Well, one sibling that Savannah has talked about, I think. Mm. Um, but I haven't heard anything about his dad's side, so I have no idea. Mm. Um, so they are bringing, she is bringing, she's going to bring deboned chicken with shrimp rice stuffing. Uh, she's also going to be, be, yeah, I don't know. I'm chicken and shrimp it. and rice? I guess so. Um, she's also going to make sautéed spinach, candied yam, macaroni and cheese, pound cake, and she's also bringing King's Hawaiian rolls. So we're going to have like regular rolls and also those sweet Hawaiian rolls, and I'm excited for both of them. Mm. Um, so she's bringing some good shit. Mm. Uh, and then, of course, I have cherry pie and apple pie, not made from scratch either, unfortunately. I know, but they are H-E-B, which H-E-B pies, if you have not tried them, are lit. They're actually really good. We normally, well, 
I'm going to uh, the Lopez's, mm-hmm. or I guess the Garza's, for uh, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Veronica's a uh, Garza now. Uh-huh. Um, last time I was there, they make two turkeys, uh, and then another meat dish. I think they made brisket. I yeah? think they made oh, brisket. brisket, okay. Uh, they're just southern. like making that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then she hey, makes... Hey, if you have a smoker, if I had a smoker, I would make smoked everything. Like, I'm, if... I'm a decent fan of smoked things, but I can't have it all the time because it's too smoky. Oh, I love the smoky taste. I could I could put that shit on everything. Uh, uh, sometimes H-E-B, oh, once again, H-E-B, because you know I love H-E-B. And everyone who listens to the podcast knows I fucking love H-E-B. You were cringing at something. Um, I grew up on H-E-B before I worked for H-E-B briefly. Um, anyways, so they make this, like, pre-made, like, smoked brisket, which is actually really lit. It's a little expensive, but it's also really delicious. Um, and sometimes I like to buy that and just, like, break some up in my scrambled eggs. Let me tell you, bitch. Let me tell you, bitch. Delicious. Delicious. Because it gets that, like, nice smoky flavor that, like, I don't know, just, I just love mesquite smoked stuff. I mm. Mm-hmm. The mesquite is my least favorite. Really? What is? I what like, like. Oh, I like hickory. hickory. Oh, hickory. Hickory's yeah. better, yeah. I think. I'm not a fan of maple for some reason. I think uh, it's just like for a little bacon. bit of sweet. Oh, I can. That could be sweet. maple bacon. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, whenever I get a. No, I'm not gonna. <laughs> well, you'll be excited for our wedding then. We're gonna have brisket. I know. I'm smoked excited. Brisket. I love smoked brisket. But it'll be um, oak smoked brisket. That's fine. I like oak too. I'm Texas. Texan. Mm-hmm. So everything is oak here. Also, everything is mesquite in San Antonio. So everything in Houston is oak. Yes, everything in San Antonio is mesquite because yes. it's all right there on the dry. You're out in the middle of nowhere, bitch. We talked a lot about like. <laughs> yes. So let me tell you what I'm gonna make. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I because, didn't ask you. What are you making? Uh, well, I think I felt like when you talked about stuff that I need to make something else now. Okay. So I'm gonna make a pie, pumpkin okay. pie. Ooh. Because I always make pumpkin pie. Are you gonna make it from scratch? Yes. With the puree. With the puree. Yeah. yeah. Also, I don't normally do my own crust because I'm not great at it. But. Oh, you don't do. No, uh, making a flaky crust is really. Difficult. Crust is really difficult because it takes a lot of folding. You know why I know that? HEB. No, great French bake off, bitch. It really does take, like, they call it, what do they call it? Lamination? Where you basically have to, like, get the dough right and then you have to Keep putting the butter and make it into smaller pieces. Exactly. And I'm like, what the fuck, bitch? That's a lot of work. So just buy a regular. Well, there's. Buy a frozen crust. I don't like the. I like the Pillsbury ones fine, but there's this one that I got last year, the year before, where Mm -hmm. it's, like, just like a puck Mm -hmm. of dough. Pie dough, and, and you, you're can, you just roll it out, it out yourself and then put it in so your pie dough. So it's probably just like a pre-laminated thing where they're like, okay. It's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's finished dough that they yeah. just fry, or, uh, freeze, mm-hmm. and then you roll out to your own pie pan so it doesn't have to go in the aluminum foil one. Yeah. So it can be fancy. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably but get that. Look, and then it makes it look like you did it yourself, mm-hmm. or created the entire thing yourself. The last time that I made pie for them, I made uh, brown, brown butter uh, pumpkin pie, mm. and... Let me tell you, baby, that that pie went quick, <laughs> mama. Hey, anytime that I've ever heard anyone say anything about brown butter, it, immediately people are like, amazing. Sold. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I'll probably make some rendition of that again, and then I'm in charge of mac and cheese, which is, which is not something that we normally have for Thanksgiving in my family, mm-hmm. but I make great mac and, and cheese. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a southern thing, which is so surprising. Well, it's not surprising to me, because my grandparents were the ones who always taught us like Thanksgiving, and they're from the northeast, so... They never had mac and cheese up there. Yeah. So they had pea ca- green bean casserole, and I fucking hate green beans. 
So I don't mind green bean casserole. We never had it though. Yeah. Um, and then I have had it at Thomas's Thanksgivings, and yeah. he makes me make it now. So does that mean it's also a southern thing? That's weird. I guess so. I thought green bean. It's not know. a north. It's not a Canadian thing. We mm-hmm. never had it. Interesting. What do Canadians have for Thanksgiving? Uh, you uh, enlighten the enlighten the listeners. Well, wait. Let's do. Let's go India. Enlighten our listeners, Spencer, about what, uh, what do Canadians enjoy for Canadian Thanksgiving? A crisp autumn day in October. Normally, the first Monday will bring many different gifts oh, yes, to Canadian families. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can only talk, of course, about my Canadian family. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll have turkey, we have mashed potatoes, we have uh, dressing. Wow, okay. We don't okay. stuff the turkey, oh. so it's baked separately. Uh, so what, it, what, what, how do you keep the insides of the turkey very, uh, moist? You, wait, you don't stuff the turkey? No. Wait, how do you cook it, though? Just put it in the oven. Oh, okay. Anyways. You can use giblets inside if you want. Oh, yeah. Uh, but you just bake, them in, bake the turkey in the oven. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's stuffing, dressing, or dressing, uh, mashed potatoes, gravy, Squash is a big thing. Mm-hmm. We love squash. Oh, I love squash. Love squash. Mm. So it's squash, but it's mashed potato consistency. Mm. Yeah. I think we've had it before. We used to have squash on squash ketchup. Okay, I'm done with that. Okay. I, don't, I don't need, I don't need well, that. Well, this was a, a segment with Spencer on uh, NBR Ruby Podcast. And then rolls <laughs> and pumpkin pie. Oh, okay. But you know what I do love? What? Sweet potato pie. I love sweet potato pie. It's so good. I've never had sweet potato. Well, I've had, I have had, what have I had? What's, nobody had, had sweet potato pie. Sweet it's, potato pie, in my opinion, is sweeter than pumpkin it's pie. It's very similar to pumpkin, but sweeter. I like, I do like uh, sweet potato pie better. I have had, had. I had, would had, not had. say better. Uh, I've never been a huge pumpkin fan. And also when I was younger, uh, I didn't like pumpkin, um... Pumpkin pie very much. I don't know. I guess I just couldn't get over the taste of like the cloves. Do you put cloves in pumpkin pie? The I, spices. I didn't ever like the spices that went in it. Like the only thing I liked about it was the cinnamon, and it just never tasted sweet enough for me. So I feel like sweet potato tasted sweeter to me, and I like that because I was a kid who liked sweet candy. Things. Yeah, exactly. Um, so surprise, shocking. Yeah, I know. I'm anyway. surprised. Anyway. Well, this has been a 14-minute segment about Thanksgiving. <laughs> about Thanksgiving. <laughs> and Thanksgiving is over by the time this episode comes out. So we so hope that you enjoyed it. Talk about Chris's uh, Thanksgiving and talk about how uh, things might have gone very downhill very quickly. Uh, yeah. You know what never goes downhill quickly, though? What? Baked bones. Oh, tell us about baked bones. I can't because you have to. Oh, okay. Then I'll tell us about it. Um, <laughs> I gave Kennedy baked bones today because I was preparing him for a visit from many different people uh-huh. and he was just like yes motherfucker I'm gonna lay down <laughs> we're gonna enjoy this well let's hear a word from our sponsors hey Spencer hey girl let me ask you a question mm-hmm. does 2020 have you feeling spoopy <gasps> yes yeah are, you, are our listeners feeling anxious lately especially when we start to witch cackle <laughs> <laughs> Well, did you know that your dog can quickly pick up on those feelings of anxiety and witch cackles? Don't worry. Our sponsor, Bake Bones, is here to help. 
Their dog bones are made from organic, all-natural, human-grade ingredients and full-spectrum hemp oil, and their products are here to provide you peace of mind and relief to your anxious pup. And hey, you can even use code SPOOPY15 SPOOPY15 to get 15% off of your bag of delicious treats or hemp oil tincture today. Check out their Instagram at Bakebones or their website at Bakebones.com to find out more information and reviews on how they have been helping out other dogs too. Need your bones in a jiffy? You can always drop down to Man Ready Mercantile in the Houston Heights as well as South Congress Street in Austin. Baked Bones. Love that. That was good. That was good harmony. Forget that. Yeah. It's almost as if you need some baked bones to get onto fucking rhythm. Um, I'm also upset because Baked Bones has pumpkin spice uh, baked bones treats, and I do not. So and I, Starbucks doesn't have the latte. And so that's that's the real reason why I'm pissed. But uh, what I, are you gonna dip in there? What what are you gonna dip your baked bones in now? I don't have anything. I don't have a, a puppuccino to dip some baked bones into and be like, hey bitch, here, hey, hey bitch Bailey, come eat some food. You know? Exactly. Come get... Well, what's, what, what's the... Oh, come here, Bailey. Get You fat <laughs> lard. Come get some food. Tina. <laughs> Tina. I know. I just called her Bailey, though. Whatever. Oh, Bailey's your dog. Yeah, she's a fat lard, though. No. No. She's just... Round. Slightly... Barrel-chested. She's, yeah, she's hey, big-boned. She has a shape, though. Daisy does not. She's Daisy is just like a sausage. Barrel. She she's a little barrel. At least Bailey has a big chest and like a skinny waist. She is, has an hourglass figure. Ooh. Uh, any of the. I feel like I saw a shadow. Oh. Don't, Probably just don't the ghosts. Don't say Don't say it. Don't say it. What if? What if? And hear me out on this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What if your house is haunted? Ah, uh, I would live, Mama. Thomas would die. <laughs> No, Thomas would be like, we have to move. I'd be like, but why? Why would we do this. that? Maybe so much fun. And you're like on the ceiling. <laughs> Banging my head into the, the wall. What, what do you mean? I'm having so much this fun. This is great. <laughs> who? Who, this? This? Who, this? Oh, this is nothing, this is Mama. Natural. Oh, you should, natural. You should see when I, we're drowning in the tub. <laughs> Stop. Am I possessed? No. Am I enjoying this? Yeah. Am I possessed? Next spin. <laughs> <laughs> like vomiting. No. No. Uh, okay. <laughs> Walks up the wall onto the ceiling. Just like Spider-Man crawls the walls. No, everything's fine. No, fully <laughs> just walking like a, a standing oh. human. Yep, that was Just do. all the way up and then upside down. I'm so... I just love that ghosts just like don't... Demons just don't uh, pay attention to the laws of physics. Me too. It's a that's a very important point that I'd like to to address. You know what I would like to address with demons is that why every time they're playing music it has to be like Victorian style, big band music. I, know. I question why are you stuck in in the uh, the eighteen hundreds? Yeah, what I'm hoping for is like a nice seventies like like oh, uh, hair band. From the ninth, well, 90s. I don't think that that many people that listen to Britney Spears at the time of their death. Are ghosts hey, because that was, that it's was like really 30, enjoyable. That was thirty years ago. No, no, no. Yeah, I know. But what I'm telling you is that you couldn't die unhappily if you're listening to Britney Spears. Oh, gotcha. So you're only supposed to hear the music that they're playing. Yeah. Only. Oh, oh, gotcha. That played when they died. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. 
Well, no one that has Britney Spears in their life could be unhappy. I'm what just if they saying. got murdered while listening to Britney Spears? Like Britney Spears was playing in their car, and they're like, "Oh no!" And someone shot them. Britney would not allow that. Britney, Britney would come. Britney would protect him. <laughs> Britney would come and she would lay that criminal out. Do you know what Britney Spears stands for? Do you know what the spear stands for? She's gonna come out there and just stab she, them. She will full on pull, javelin pull you. Pull out a spear, just be like, get the fuck away from my listeners. I believe that. I do too. <laughs> and when I people say that. free Britney, it's just unleashing her power. Unleash, uh, letting her power reign free. Just, just, ri- just writhe through the masses. Oh, writhe. That's a good. Mm-hmm. That's a good. That. Mm-hmm. That's Slaps. A good. That's a slapping word. That is a good. This sp- pickle. Slaps. <laughs> so good. You know what the spear stands for? Anyways, uh, who went first last week? Uh, me. Okay, then I go first. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, tis the season, Spencer. Silence! No, oh, si- Time silence. for your story. Uh, tis the season, Spencer. It's time for Thanksgiving. Mm. Oh, not, not I thought the, you said tis, tis the season usually means Christmas, and I was like, I picked a Christmas story too! It's the holiday season. Uh, I picked a Thanksgiving story. <laughs> Are you excited about this? The story I, of. I actually really like this one. It's kind Splanto. of fucked up. Uh, no. Um, it's time for Thanksgiving. Uh, as people in the United States are preparing for Thanksgiving, uh, one can't help but notice that things are a little different this year. Uh, I'd like to say from our sweet podcast, and I would speak for Spencer, he can also speak sometimes too. Uh, when I don't interrupt him. Uh, you're not about to wish people happy Thanksgiving for me when you know damn well my Thanksgiving was in October. You celebrated Thanksgiving too. No! <laughs> yes, that's fine. You did address it. <laughs> uh, we wanted to wish everyone a very safe and... Uh, spoopy. Spoopy Thanksgiving, but also strongly recommend not to travel during the holidays. I know this is coming out after Thanksgiving, so it's... This is behind the fact. Deaf, deaf ears. But I'm also looking forward towards Christmas as well. Uh, if you absolutely must travel, be sure to get tested prior to holidays with loved ones and maintain social distancing. Uh, and always wear your damn masks. Wear that fucking mask. Wear that fucking mask. Uh, anyways, I figured I would talk about something regarding Thanksgiving. So we're going to go down to Florida. Because you know <laughs> Florida always got something going on. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So anyways, I'm going to talk about Paul. But Mama, where are we going to get the gator for Thanksgiving what dinner? What do I do for my gator Thanksgiving dinner? Uh, so we're going to talk about uh, Paul Michael Merhiga. Uh, M-E-R-H-I-G-E. Merhiga. Merhiga. Yeah, that's, that's where I was going for it. Sounds Dutch. No. Mm, Polish. Spanish. Hispanic. Merhiga. Vietnamese. <laughs> You're still guessing. I told you the answer already. Russia. <laughs> okay. Uh, he apparently was a very well-regarded and well-liked and driven person in high school. Uh, classmates from high school spoke very highly of him as part of one of the smart kids. Uh, so, okay, he was a nerd. Yeah, I get it. Well, no, no, no. Which part of Florida? Uh, outside of Miami, I think. Okay, so he could actually be smart. Yeah, I think he's outside of Miami, from what I understand. Uh, Georgia. I didn't see a a, a day, or a a day. Uh, I really didn't have any dates, but I didn't see a location. Um, Hold on. Now I'm second-guessing myself. Keep going. Keep keep Jupiter, Florida. I don't know where Jupiter, Florida is. Well, Jupiter's a planet that's about, I mean, it's past past Mars. I think it's the one right after that, so pretty far. Yeah, okay. 
Well, also, let's go to maps. Oh, it's outside of Palm Beach Gardens. Uh, so I'm assuming outside of West Palm Beach, which is outside of Fort Lauderdale. Yes. So, <laughs> so the um, panhandles. No, Fort Lauderdale's down by Miami, bitch. No. It's by Daytona. No, it's not. It's literally... It's they... not as if you're looking at a map right now and you could tell me where it is. I don't need to see my eyes are broken. <laughs> it's almost as if I've, first of all, been to Fort Lauderdale and flew into the same airport that Fort Lauderdale and Miami share, and it's... And then you got, <laughs> you went to a, a gay white party, and it's COVID, and I, you should feel I bad. I have never actually been to a gay party there. I really wanted to make my friend go with me to a place in Fort Lauderdale, and she wouldn't go with me. And I was like, come on. Because they didn't have any, because all the bars were like, of course, right along the beach. And we went during, like, kind of off-season, because we were in the middle of September, which is still fucking warm down there, of course. Um... But it actually really wasn't busy. So we just, like, walked the bars, and the bars were, like, half price of this 42-ounce uh, margarita. 42? 46. 46-ounce margarita. It was, like, a fucking massive bowl. We got you. <laughs> and then she threw up in the bathroom. <laughs> and then we slept on the beach that night. <laughs> I was fine. She threw up in the uh, threw up in the bathroom. She threw up in the bathroom of the bar and then threw up more when we got home. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, yes. So it's, just, it's a suburb of what looks like... Well, not suburb. Much further than the suburb of Fort Lauderdale. It just is very intertwined with uh, Pompano Beach, Boca Raton. Boca Raton? Boca Raton, Delray Beach, <gasps> Boynton Beach, West Palm Beach, and then Palm Beach Gardens. So just north of that. So just outside of Palm Beach Gardens. This yeah. is the Our Localities of Florida podcast. <laughs> Our Localities of Florida podcast! Anyways... Um, yeah, so he graduated third in his class from Gulliver Prep, uh, which apparently was like a kind of rich school from their area. Um, he played football, baseball, and soccer, led the French Honor Society, was described as driven and mature, handsome and fit, personable but quiet, well-liked but not exactly popular. Oh my god, what are you talking about me for? Except the part where you said not exactly popular, because... Well, no, I wasn't exactly exactly popular. I mean, people knew of me, but they weren't all friends with me. Okay, I have... Because I was very particular about my friend groups, and I didn't want them to get too large, you know? I have a question about one specific uh, descriptor here. Uh-huh. Quiet? We're talking about me, not you. <laughs> We're still talking about you, I know. I'm very <laughs> patient and subdued. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so he was always remembered to want to go to the University of Miami and become a doctor. Um, in his high school yearbook, he dedicated his entire senior page to his family, stating, I love you now and I will forever. Uh, honestly, when I'm reading these pieces that don't have a lot of like background information or anything like that, I feel like I'm writing a blood piece. Like, I don't give a shit about like... How sweet he used to be, blah, blah, blah. I don't give a fuck. Like, no, he's a murderer. Yeah, he's a, like, tell me some Jeffrey Dahmer shit. Like, he used to boil bones when he was seven years old. And, like, that's the shit I want to know. Like, I don't care how nice he was to his classmates, blah, blah, blah. Like, you're, you're trying to give the, the man, uh, you know, the benefit of the doubt. And be like, oh, well, he was he was nice once, and now he's not. Something happened to Something him. Something changed. Okay, whatever. I don't care. You're trying to give him, like, the, the edit, you know? Uh, so, while in college at the age of 19, his mother remembers that he had a mental breakdown and spiraled into a su uh, suppression, depression, 
and began a battle with obsessive-compulsive disorder. Uh, he suffered from insomnia, obesity, a receding hairline. Why was it? <laughs> he why? suffered from that. That's what he suffered from. I literally wrote, why is this important to paint a picture here? Like... Because what? they're trying to say that bald people are murderers. Exactly! I'm like, you fucking cunt! Uh, I'm offended. And he also suffered from OCD. Uh, repeatedly bathing and shaving is what his obsessive compulsive disorder kind of did. Uh, struggling to make decisions and also unable to hold a job. Um, he skipped his medicine. Always a bad idea. You know, Spencer and I, if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, anytime we talk about anyone with any sort of mental illnesses, we tell you... Seek help, take a medicine. Mm-hmm. Like I There mean, are people a, there for you that want to help you. Exactly. So pay attention to that. Don't just rub it off. Rub it off. Rub, don't just uh, push it off and say, you know, well. well. I watched a very awful movie the other night called Prom Night. Okay. Um, and the girl, uh, her parents were murdered when she was a, a freshman in high school. Uh, and it gave her horrible, horrible flashbacks. Uh, and on her prom night, she didn't take her medicine, and then she was murdered. Oh. So, moral of the story is... Take your medicine. Yeah. You never know if you'll get murdered on your prom night. Actually, she wasn't murdered. All of her friends were, though. Okay. But she... Didn't take her medicine, so... What was the reason? Did that play a factor in the movie? No. That she... <laughs> but she didn't take She her also medicine. wore her mom's shawl... And everybody was getting out of the hotel, and she was like, I have to go get my mom's shawl. Leave the shawl, you dumb bitch. The murderer is in the the hotel looking for you. Well, they killed all her other friends, and she survived. They did. So moral of the story is get your shawl when you need it. Yes, the moral of the story is be a white woman. I mean, ah! get your shawl. <laughs> the, the prejudice, the privilege. Uh, yeah, so uh, always pay attention to your mental health and take care of that, okay? Yes. Okay. Anyways, moving on. So, yes, take your medicine. Oh, he also attempted suicide and routinely threatened to kill one of his sisters, uh, according to a complaint that the sister filed and then withdrew in 2006. Um, so this this all happened in 2009. So I'll give you that, that year, at least. Uh, but talking about his past and all that stuff is also, there's not... Graduated high school that year. Yeah, but he did not. He graduated high school in, like, 1998 or something like that. Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't have any years. But this this happened in, two, like, the, the incident I'm going to talk about happened in 2009. Okay. Um, so then over the next 15 years, when he graduated uh, high school and then went to college, uh, Merhiga's uh, family and friends noticed quite a bit of a change, including what I just mentioned, speaking to not take the medicine, attempting suicide, and threatening to kill his sister. Um... His battle with his own mental health, uh, pre-existing conditions that were possibly triggered by a um, by by the stress of college. Hello, I did not spell any of that right. College, C O L. No stress. I spelled that street. Street. <laughs> There's no S. No S's at all. Just two E's. Uh, the stress of college became worse. Uh, so then, fast forward those 15 years, and we get to Thanksgiving Day of 2009. Imagine sitting down to a nice Thanksgiving meal, all the preparation that goes into it, all that fun stuff. Uh, you sit through the meal, you're eating your dinner. I think I know this one. Do you? Yeah, I think so. Crazy, right? Yeah, uh, sits through three hours of Thanksgiving with his family. Uh, 
Then they start singing along. His six-year-old cousin's uh, daughter is leading sing-alongs while people play on the piano. Everyone's having a great time. What is this, the 50s? There are six... What? I don't, for, apparently, people do a lot of sing-alongs. Because I, I think Thanksgiving, like, especially here in America, America United States, marks a, um, like, a point towards, like, it, now it's Christmas, even though modern-day everything is like let's start selling christmas on november 1st like after halloween is immediately christmas never just forget thanksgiving and thanksgiving i do agree is kind of a i'm not kind of is a racist holiday um but you can still celebrate thanksgiving in our history for being an actual point of thankfulness as opposed to just in, in, as opposed to celebrating the pilgrims versus indians kind of idea since the pilgrims killed all the uh native americans here Yes. Um, but you can still stole their land. Yes, you and can gave s- them horrible, horrible diseases. Lots of smallpox and syphilis. Um, uh, no, actually, the Indians gave the Pilgrims syphilis. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh no, that's true. There, there were diseases that were brought back from um, the New World. Only before. syphilis. Yeah. Only syphilis. Oh, Which you've had how many times? Only once, bitch. <laughs> No, it's Kendall that passed it back and forth. No, no, no that was gonorrhea, wasn't it? <laughs> does it matter? <laughs> no. Well, it does, because syphilis, you have to get uh, uh, fucking injection in your butt. That, not your actual butthole, your butt muscle. That sucks. Anyways, um, <laughs> why do we share this information on the podcast? I will never be able to run for any political office ever in my life. Not that I was ever really planning to, but I won't anymore because hey. there's so much information out there about me. Well, <laughs> maybe you should have thought about that before you got syphilis. I mean, gonorrhea. Or chlamydia. Or chlamydia. <laughs> the seven times. Those are the only three that I've had. Okay, let's cut that. <laughs> No. Yeah, <laughs> I'm uh, it's gone. Did mm-hmm. it? Keep going. I saw all the fingers that you you worked on that. Here, look. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's out. All, it's, it's all, all gone. gone. Okay. Anyway, anyway, so they sang sing along. So what I'm saying is that they they sing sing alongs like as the like entertainment after dinner the entertainment they start singing Christmas songs. So like we we okay. all as a fan. <laughs> As a family, we always went to cut down our Christmas tree the day after. Like it was a, a, like an immediate like. My mom never season. let us put anything up for Christmas until December, like the middle of December. What the fuck? My mom was like, "I only have a certain amount of time to have this shit up here, uh, and also put it up for one month." I have all these decorations for a fucking reason. I only get one month out of the fucking year to get them out of my fucking attic to do any fucking shit. So she always all curses a lot. She was yeah. She was always like Friday. Cut down the tree, decorate the fuck out of the tree, let's get this done. Saturday was, Saturday and Sunday was like, get down on the roof, put the lights up. Like, <laughs> do it! Get the shit done! Uh, she didn't curse. Because <laughs> my mom almost never curses. Uh, but that is what the, the whole mentality was behind that. Um, yeah. So then there were no reported arguments or disputes or any animosity about anything. It was just wholesome family fun. Uh, as I mentioned, there were 16 family members present. So 16 men, family members just hanging out this house, uh, just doing their thing. So, Paul Michael Marie, Merhiga, uh opens fire. Yes, this is the one that I knew. On his family, methodically picking up his victims, shooting his twin sisters, Carla Mejiga, who was a real estate agent, and Lisa Knight, who is pregnant. Yes! Uh, he also shot his aunt, 
uh, Raimonda Yosef. Uh, Merhiga's brother-in-law, Patrick Knight, was also critical, was also in critical but stable condition at a hospital. Um, another man, Clifford Gabara, 52, was grazed by a bullet. Merhiga also killed Michaela, his cousin's six-year-old daughter. Uh, he then pointed the gun at his uncle, and the gun wouldn't fire on two attempts. Uh, he then walked out stating, I've been waiting 20 years to do this. So, he wrote in his yearbook 17 years prior that he loves his family and would always love his family, but he premeditated these murders, all of them, yep. that he was ready to just shoot them all. Um, so then he walks out and just leaves. He disappears. Uh, for five weeks, uh, searches for him across the United States ensued, including in Michigan, where he had been treated by a doctor there three months prior. Uh, prosecutors issued an arrest warrant for four counts of first-degree murder and two counts of attempted first-degree murder. Um, so Merhiga had apparently fled to the Florida Keys, where he reportedly planned to commit suicide after a five-week manhunt. Merhiga was finally taken into custody January 2nd of 2010 on Long Key, where the Pfaff family, who owned the Edgewater Resort, saw his face on the local news and recognized him as one of their customers. Uh, so, he was taken into custody, obviously, and the state on the case sought the death penalty for him. Uh, oh my god, so many people wanted the death penalty for him. Uh, mm. Including Michaela's father, Jim Sutton. During the trial... Michaela's father, Jim Sutton, passionately stood from his seat and begged prosecutors to stop the plea deal that would spare the life of the killer of his daughter. Deputies rushed to stop him, and the judge told him to stop and return to his seat. So then, on October 20th of 2011, Merhiga was sentenced to seven consecutive life sentences after his attorneys agreed to a plea deal with prosecutors. The judge did, did comment on the ruling, saying he will never see the light of day. The Sittons, did I say Suttons? I'm sorry, they're Sittons. <laughs> LOL. What? I think, I think I call them Suttons, not Sittons. Anyway, um, I don't remember what name I was calling them. Their name is Sittons. Last name Sitton. Sorry. Anyways, so the Sittons, after the hearing, said that they thought Palm Beach State Attorney Michael McCaughler, <laughs> McLitha, there you go. Mc, no, McAuliffa, McAuliffa. McAuliffe? We'll say McAuliffe. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, signed off on the plea agreement for political reasons and said their faith in the justice system was shattered. So I'm assuming they probably had to go to a city attorney, and I'm sure the city attorney was like, I'm sure he's probably Democrat. They were probably like Republican. They were like, well, you don't want to give him death penalty, do you? Uh, so here we are. Um, so then they the so then they go on to say. I now have more faith in the prisoners and the fellow inmates of the of the of Stark, I assume the prison, to take justice. Ugh, Lord, to take justice. What he told the prisoners to kill him to take justice. Then I do the state attorney's office because at least in prison they know what to do with baby killers. Jim Sutton, Jim Jim Sitton said, "Lord, yeah." So he basically said the people in the prison are going to kill him, or hopefully will kill him. So that he won't live anymore because he killed my baby. Yeah. Uh, so for that's Anna not something that you need to say. Yeah. Yeah. So for Antoine Joseph, who was uh, Muriel's father, who is Muriel? I don't know. Oh, Muriel is the the person who um, 
Michaela's mother's father. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Antoine Joseph, uh, who was also Raymond uh, Raymond Joseph's husband, or Raimonda Joseph's, I don't know how to pronounce her name. <laughs> Sorry. Raimonda Joseph's husband, who died, uh, and Merhinge's, uh, all these names, <laughs> Merhiga's uncle, uh, so the uncle that he had the gun to and shot twice, but it, the gun didn't work. Uh, his, he said his death should have come the night they, that he was captured in the Florida Keys after a six-week national manhunt. I still cannot explain why they did not blast him. Uh, he should have been killed. So basically they're saying, like, when they found him, they just shot him. That's not how it works. That's not how the justice system works. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. I understand that. And I understand the frustration. Yes, but that's not how it works. Exactly. So I just don't really understand. And I nobody has been taken from me by a murderer. But I don't understand an eye for an eye. We talked about this before in the podcast, right? Yeah, that you believe in it sometimes. Sometimes. I do believe in an eye for an eye. Sometimes. Um, but, I mean, this this was a case that was definitely premeditated. So he knew that he was going to do it. But I, he also had mental health issues. And so that's where I'm like, okay, well, he's been not getting help. And he also lives in fucking Florida. So he's definitely not getting help. So, and I mean, okay. Let me preface this by saying... Oh, United preface, States, honey, preface. Yes, preface. Let me preface this by saying that the United States healthcare system is fucked. So, as we've already mentioned in this podcast, we've already already gone on massive tangents about, but if you are not going to help people with mental health issues, you cannot expect these people to not have these outbursts. And, like, I understand that killing people is not great, but also... Uh, further than that. It's not good. It's deplorable. It's deplorable. <laughs> but also, when someone is already afflicted by mental health issues, and no one's helping them to stop, no one's monitoring or helping them, oh, I love that, um, then you already reached a, uh, you've already reached your own problem, and you won't solve the issues. So, you won't look at the root issue. As America keeps saying, like, oh, here's, here's the surface level thing, take some medicine. And pay us some shit tons of money through your insurance company. No, you don't have free health insurance. Uh, first of all, you you don't have free health care. First of all, second of all, you don't have anything to help anyone with mental health issues. So what the fuck are you expecting? You're telling them to just keep paying the shit ton of money or work for a place when they obviously can't work for a place because they have mental health issues. So it just it's a cycle that keeps continuing, mm-hmm. and then they kill someone. What the fuck are you expecting to happen? Also, it's just they go to a doctor, and it's just a magical pill. This magical pill will make you feel 100% better. Mm-hmm. No. No. People need to talk about these things. They need to go through therapy. They mm-hmm. need to have regular Rehabilitation, with a doctor. honey. Yes. You can't give someone an antidepressant and say, you don't have anxiety anymore. Well, that's I keep saying. So I'm... Not to get too political into all this stuff, people. I keep seeing people freak the fuck out that Oregon decriminalized drugs, and I was like, okay, well, um, these are people that are finding their own way to deal with stuff. Sometimes, well, Portugal had a massive drug problem in the early two thousands, I think is what it was, and 
like a drug like the drug war like we have in, in the United States. And Portugal said, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna take all this money that we're going that we're putting into this drug war and we're going to decriminalize all drugs and we're gonna put it into rehabilitation. You know what the fuck happened? People stopped using drugs. All of their drug rates dropped to nearly five percent. You can quote me, you don't not quote me, you don't quote me on the numbers. But this was also I took a class in 2014, so this was a long time ago. But it dropped to a very like like single digit numbers that people were using drugs because or the the or being arrested for drugs. No, I don't remember. I don't remember what it was. Don't quote me on any of this. Uh, but it dropped to a, a very tiny amount of money. Ten, well, tiny amount of money that was being taken in from the prison system because no one was being fucking arrested for drug use. Instead, they were being sent to rehabilitation centers and they got better. Surprise! Yeah. No one's using drugs anymore. Like. <laughs> Nobody wants to do meth and say, wow. Wow. Let me do this for the rest of my life. Exactly. They so, do meth because it's of a state. bad choice. Exactly. It's something to do, something for people to get away from themselves, and then they get addicted. Or it's something that like, is part, just part of the whole cycle. I mean, there's not going about conspiracy theories too much, but there's a whole conspiracy, conspiracy theory. Fluoride and also, in the water makes the frogs gay. I still think that. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, conspiracy theory that what in the the sixties and seventies that uh, the U.S. government put crack and co- cocaine in the uh, the uh, brown and black communities. I I still oh yeah like full on to yeah. make, have them take it. And oh yeah, it. yeah to to make to make poor people poor. Oh, the whole all the way into the eighties. Oh yeah, Penny Darling. Yeah, and so uh, it, it that's a conspiracy theory that I don't think is a conspiracy. I think it's a probably very, longer very than that. Probably the nineties. Yeah. Two uh, thousands, perhaps they started to be like, people are gonna figure it out. We yeah. gotta stop. Well, then because people were figuring it out because they were planting cops when they were doing it. It was like, okay, here, take this this stuff, and they get these people addicted to it, and they'd be like, hey, well, now we can arrest them and put them away. Like, literally, racism in America has not stopped since racism in America stopped in the sixties, or. Quote unquote. Racism never. I know. I'm, I'm not saying it does. I never, never said it does. Well, I'm trying to to create a point that like when <laughs> when 1969 when they were like, oh, racism is done. Like, you know, we didn't have a problem anymore. Then they there's like, all these TikToks of these stupid people that are like, racism is a fact in America, and they're like, no, racism is a problem in America, and they're like, fact, no, it wasn't because of the, the civil. <laughs> The Civil uh, Rights Act of 1965 made racism illegal, so it's not here anymore. Oh yeah, magic. And I'm like, um, also, do you remember what? Brown versus Board of Education? Do you remember Plessy v. Ferguson that happened a uh, hundred years ago? And that that was supposed to be like a racism is over. Did it stop, bitch? No. No, it didn't. You got Jim Crow laws instead. You had laws in the South that were like, you know what? It's not it's not bad. It's not bad. We still have voter suppression that happens in fucking Georgia to this day. We saw it in the 2016 election, 2018 election, and we saw it this election too. Surprise! Like racism is still alive and well. Anyways, we're not talking about racism here. We are talking about um The Mahigas. The Mahigas. Uh, but we're also talking about, uh, the death penalty. Yes. Um, oh, the uh, mental health. There we go. We're back to it. <laughs> we took a, we took a tangent. Mental health. 
yes. So this country does not take care of people with mental health. And Oregon, I think, is taking a step in the right direction by decriminalizing drugs. And I think that the state could possibly use that money. You Hello? <laughs> We've been new, sis. We've been new. Um, what are you yelling about? Mental health. Men- well, yeah, but I got to a point. Oh, Oregon. So I'm hopeful that they will put their money, their social services money, into actually utilizing that for social services. Surprise. Uh, as opposed to just arresting all people who do drugs. Um, maybe drugs. They- drugs. So maybe they give them to rehabilitation services. Surprise! Maybe it'll work. And maybe Oregon will be a feature and be like, hey, look, we did a thing. It actually fucking worked. Surprise! Surprise. Almost like Portugal. Surprise! It worked. Like, oh my god. Stop putting people in prisons! Spell Portugal. P-O-R-T-U? No. (laughs) P-O-R-C-H. U-G-A-L. Now, yeah, P-O-R-C-H. Porch... You, you gal. gal. Portugal. Portugal. <laughs> Where are you guys going to be drinking this weekend? Portugal. Portugal. <laughs> What's that mean? Exactly. Are you going to Portugal? No. No. No, no. We're going to be no. in the front yard. No, yeah, we're just going to we're going to be on that little like the, that wooden the thing stoop, that's attached stoop, to the house. We're gonna, Spencer, Spencer and I will be on the stoop. <laughs> Love that stoop. Love that stoop. Going to have to take a break from it. Ah. <laughs> Anyways, tell me about your story, bitch. Oh, let me do that for you. Let me do that for y'all. Because I'm done yelling about uh, healthcare in America. I'm I want to talk about what technically is ahead because Thanksgiving is past. So I'm going to be looking at the ghost of Christmas future. Oh, well, I look at the ghost of Christmas past. Or Thanksgiving past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A.K.A. Three days ago. Yeah, yeah. Which... Wait, yeah, three, Friday, yeah, three, yeah, 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 Jim Sutton. Sin. I'm, I'm not sure. It was the father of the... Oh, no, not Knight. The, the Knight. Um, Joseph, Joseph Knight? I don't remember his name. His sister that but was, he was pregnant. He was, her yeah, husband. But he was shot. Yes. And he survived. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't see that. because Surprisingly, I actually read all the Murderpedia articles that were input there. Uh, also looked up a lot of things. All the things on Murderpedia did not have any information on the actual solve of the murder. So then I had to go searching further to find out when he was actually like... Oh, the brother-in-law was like, it's her, it's my brother-in-law. Well, no, no. It, was, it wasn't a question. Everyone knew what happened. Oh. <laughs> uh, what I'm saying is, it, like, the solve of the trial, I'm sorry, mm. the, the, what, what happened, you know. Uh, and that never was mentioned. So I was like, oh, there must not be a lot of information. I was like, he killed five people. Four people. A child. Uh, yeah. He, he killed four people, an uh, unborn child, and... An actual child. Yeah, an actual child, yeah. So... That was me. Oh. Yeah, well. You thought uh, it was Kennedy. Yeah, I was like, 
Little toes. I want to be like, Mimity. Look at your silly little feet. Silly feet. Uh, anyways. Uh, yeah, so that's the end of uh, Thanksgiving murder. So let's talk about... Uh, let's talk about a Christmas, Christmas disappearance. Are you going to write John Benny Ramsey? No, but that's the best one. That is the best one. So um, <laughs> Cut to us next week. <laughs> Woo! Jumping Ramsey revisited four times. She had pineapple <laughs> in her stomach. <laughs> um, it's still an unsolved case. They found out more information. Exactly. Patsy. Patsy. She's good. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, so I'm going to talk about the disappearance of Stephen Kocher. Mm. I know him. No, I'm just kidding. Go on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, uh, Stephen Kosher was born in Amarillo, Texas in <gasps> 1979. Oh my god, same. Local. It, you are Stephen Kocher. I was Where born, have you been so long? That's been why I have you. so many wrinkles. I was born in 1979. You have just a massive map of just wrinkles around Look at all the wrinkles up here. Yeah, it looks like a fucking 80-year-old woman. It's like, mm, <laughs> You should probably get retinol. I have retinol in my fucking night cream that I use. It's not Ret- working. We'll get Retin-A. Retin-A is the pure stuff. Just straight up, just like put it on here. Retin-A. Like... 10%. <laughs> it's like makes my forehead go... <laughs> no, you put it on, your skin immediately sloughs off. <laughs> no, no. Did you ever watch Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? Uh, no. Anyways, when the Nazis find the, uh, like the, the Covenant, the Ark of the Covenant... Uh-huh. Uh, they open it and it immediately melts their faces off. Yeah, and that's, that's what I me. want to happen to you. That's me. That that's pretty much me. Yeah, yeah. so nice. That's what happening as I <gasps> Christmas as I, memories. <laughs> as I undergo my uh, skincare regimen more uh, uh, stringently, says Mister Yellowmeek on this podcast, mm-hmm. and you can listen to it. It's available. <laughs> there are subtle improvements, everyone. I mean, you're looking, you're looking, you're looking fine. (laughs) You (laughs) You look, uh, you look. You don't have pimples right now. You're not bad. (laughs) It's not good. But it's not shitty. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I'll I'll, I'll say hi to Kathy uh, next week and she'll be like, oh. (laughs) Let me put my glasses on real quick. Oh! <laughs> no. Not that. Ah, Anyways. Uh, so Stephen Kutcher was born in Amarillo, Texas in 1979. He was one of four children and led a normal life. He was oh. considered an upstanding c- citizen. I love this. I lo- and by that I mean I absolutely hate it. Whenever they're... Oh, sorry. I'm trying to stretch my leg. Um, just knock over all the drinks on the table. Uh, I love it if they're like, oh, this person is so wonderful. But then like any person of color that they're like, this is a, a, a long-standing terrorist that has a long crime spree, like, bitch. <laughs> they studied uh, bombs in school. Physics. Physics. <laughs> Chemistry. They uh, studied how to make H2O. Like, surprise, water. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, he was in Oh, my God, sorry. Sorry to interrupt again. Speaking of water, one of my favorite things whenever I was in high school uh, this is one of the points that I really realized that people were fucking stupid was taking should we uh, do, should we criminalize dihydrogen monoxide dihydrogen monoxide people were like yes that is a, that that's the worst thing that ever happened blah 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 and I was like it's fucking water 
It's a gotcha question. question. It literally was designed as that. It was designed to do that so that people would to prove that people didn't know what that meant. Yeah. The people. It's are a fucking water. Stupid. Fucking stupid. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Sorry. Um. So he was an Eagle Scout, a University of Utah graduate. Oh. Um. He did missionary work in Brazil because he is a what? Boop, 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 boop. Mormon. A Mormon. You get ten thousand boys. Yes. A more. And you're a gonna Mormon. marry three wives. Okay. But don't tell anybody. Don't tell anyone because it's apparently illegal now. Um. So he also spoke port. Sport, sport Portugals. <laughs> Spoke Portuguese. Sport Portugal. Uh, he interned with the Utah governor's office, where he eventually found his way to the Davis County Clipper, a local bi-weekly newspaper edited by his father, wow. where he worked as a freelance reporter. However, he did receive accolades from the Utah Press Associations for his stories. So he got a job from his father mm-hmm. after going to do all this Christ stuff. Uh, and then was like, oh, you know what, you get an award now. From an unassociated organization, yes. Unassociated, okay. <laughs> uh, in 2007, he began working for the Salt Lake Tribune as a digital advertiser. But he's Mormon, so. Yes, everyone in Salt Lake City is. It's mm. just the way you have to be. My favorite thing, actually, I've traveled to Salt Lake City twice. My favorite thing is I feel like it's a, like a large divide. There's like, there's like the Mormons, there's like the people who are not Mormons, and there, there's the gays that used to be Mormon. <laughs> and let me tell you. That haven't gotten enough money to go to LA yet. Or haven't gotten enough sex to understand there's a lot hotter people out there, because I am very popular in Salt Lake City. <laughs> Whenever I get on the grind, they're like these hot boys, and I'm like, are you real? And like, they have like real Instagram accounts and stuff like that. And I'm like, why are you messaging me? Like, what? Because it's all uh, white boys with big foreheads and a really long, or no, like a, like a, ex, ex, it, the, the, their Adam apple sticks out a lot. I don't have an Adam apple, I'm just fat. Are you a woman? <laughs> oh my God, one of my favorite drag queens of Houston. I love her and I'm not shit talking her by saying this. She does have a very prominent Adam's apple and she like trying to do like this fishy look on Instagram and I almost commented because I do like her but I don't know her well enough to tease her like this but I was like oh my god a woman with an Adam's apple really turns me on is like what I really wanted to say but I didn't say it because I was like I don't know you well enough for this like (laughs) but it was just really funny because she was like trying she was like really feeling herself on her photo (laughs) but because you know I like to tease people I don't mean it any harm by it at all because I love my drag queens um it's just it was you're gay bashing people i'm gay bashing i'm gay bashing drag queens like how dare you you know how dare you uh yeah anyways sorry salt lake city i'm popular yeah you're from salt lake city hit me (laughs) up (laughs) uh so according to his mother he enjoyed the work but was not fond of the overnight shift also did not care for the salt lake city weather so in 2008 they had weather inversions is what it said, and I looked it like, up, but I didn't really care that much. Spikes and weather, where it gets like, think really it, hot and really cold? Yes. Well, you're in a bowl of mountains. Exactly. What do you expect? Hello? Hello? Um, <laughs> yeah, so he re- left his job in 2008 and relocated to St. George, Utah. Uh, he got a job with an internet advertising firm called Matchbin, but 
Guess what's coming up? Bankruptcy. Yes! The 2008 Great Recession! Yes! Thanks to our W. Bush! So he lost his job. Right. Uh, and found difficulty securing a new one. He found menial work as a wash, or washing windows and handing out flyers for the service, but he could not meet his needs uh, with this work. Uh, by November 2009, he was several months behind on rent and electricity bills. Uh, December... Just like me right now with Savannah. So like, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, is that weird to say? I would share that on a, a multinational podcast. Hey, everyone. Not on rent. <laughs> but my roommate's also cool with it. <laughs> anyway. Making her turkey dinner. <laughs> uh, December 10th, 2009, Coacher apparently left his home in St. George, or I wrote Jorf. Jorf. Uh, I love the typos that we have. Jorf? Jorf. Uh, in the early morning and drove his 2003 Chevy Cavalier 300 miles north on I-15 to Salt Lake City where he bought some gas on his debit card, then headed west on I-80 for 125 miles to West Wendover, Nevada. Stopping again to refuel, he traveled another another 100 miles to Ruby Valley Ranch, home of Anne-Marie Neff, a woman whom he had dated in the past. He told his parents, who had not any idea that he was coming, that he had decided to just stop in and see her. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I had to gas up twice, but I stopped to see her. Well, she wasn't there, but Neff's mother offered... Uh, uh, he told her parents... Neff, she wasn't there, but Neff's mother offered lunch to coach her anyway. He told them that he was on his way to visit family in Sacramento. Oh. So... He lied. just went there to see her. Yeah. Uh, Neff's do, mother... Do, do we know when he how he met her? No. No. Oh. Uh, he told them that he was unsure he could continue, however, due to bad weather. After two hours with the nest, he left and decided to return to St. George the way he had come, stopping for gas in Salt Lake City and Springville, Utah, and dinner in Nelphi. Uh, by the time that Coacher had driven all the way home, he clocked 1,100 miles in one day. Oh my god! To go to a girlfriend's house. 1,100 miles, you're traveling so- 60 miles an hour. Um, that's 20 hours of driving, bitch. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, very sus. Yeah. Uh, during the day... 20 co- hours of driving. You just drove 10 hours across the country and 10 hours back at least. I mean, I, I know that he probably had to stop or slow down at different places. And also he was going up mountains. So, like, you ain't going 60 miles an hour going up mountains. Um... So I'm sure it probably took longer than that. Mm-hmm. Lord. Uh, during that day, Kosher had been talking to his mother on the phone. The two discussed plans to return to the family home in Bountiful for Christmas. His mother says that he seemed upbeat about the holidays and a jobs prospect. job prospect. He did not tell his mother about the road trip that day. The following day, he worked handing out flyers. Uh, he helped two young girls who were locked out of their family's apartment. He found... Um, a place for them to stay until they got home. Uh, he also spoke to a priest in his congregation. Um, they kept saying that it was his ward, which is some weird Mormon thing, I guess. Don't even ask me. I don't even... You already know how I feel about Christianity, but you take me to Mormonism, and that shit is like a whole fucking other level. Let me Just you. before Scientology. Mm, yes. Honestly, that that is... 
Very true. I do not like Mormonism at all. I don't like Christianity, but I don't like Mormonism even worse because Mormonism is very much like uh, you a, have. You're part of this community, and you will do everything that we want. It's this a is a cult. Fucking cult. It's a fucking cult. And it, it historically, it was a cult. You know what the fuck happened? This man, Brigham Young, Brigham whatever his name was, I don't fucking care. Traveled across. Guess where he went? Brigham Young University. Surprise. He traveled across a fucking country because no one would accept him or his ideals because he thought that he was the next Jesus. So he went across a fucking country and created a fucking cult and people fucking followed it. Surprise. Mormonism is a fucking cult. I'm sorry. If we have any Mormon followers, you're in a cult. Call your dad. <laughs> As the Actually, probably don't call your dad. Call a stranger because Honestly, that's the best bet. Jehovah's, uh, Jehovah's Witness is the same thing. Same thing. Same exact thing, bitch. I mean, you can have a different interpretation of Christianity all you want to, but just, like, like, there, yeah, have some fun. My different takes... <laughs> You're yeah, still living. My different take of Christianity is when, when you get to a different take of Christianity when you believe in God and Jesus and like reading the Bible sometimes, and you're like, I still love everyone. I will accept that. When you decide to take a different take in Christianity where you can't dance... Can't take blood transfusion. Can't drink coffee or tea. You can't do anything. Like, girl. Listen, I love all of that, and I'm for people doing whatever they want. If they're going to wear clothing that has two different types of fabric, though, that's where I draw the line. Oh, yeah, polyester. No! <laughs> no, 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 no. It shouldn't be inflammable. It shouldn't be inflammable. It should not be inflammable. Fabric should go up in flames. Oh, my God. I'm just saying. You eat pig? Baby, is that what you call it? <laughs> <laughs> is that Christianity? Then call me a pig, baby. Oh, no. I don't know. I just have so many problems with, as we've heard on this podcast multiple times, religion in general, Christianity, but Mormonism and Jehovah's Witnesses. That's where I'm like, girl, let's have a talk. Look how fucking orange you Look how fucking orange you fucking look. Yes. Uh, so he, yes, he is talking to his his ward, uh, his uh, who described his attitude as positive. Uh, the priest told Kocher that he would have a job available for him in 2010. Uh, Girl, if you are already so behind on rent and basically dying, <laughs> jobs you can't wait for that. Wow. Well, oh no, we'll man. see what happens. Okay. On December the 12th, Kocher left again. That morning, he his phone pinged a cell tower in Overton, Nevada, on the north of Lake Mead. Uh, in the evening, he bought gas and snacks at a gas station in Mesquite, Nevada, on I-15, just before the Arizona state line. State line of Utah and Arizona, or California and Arizona? Nevada, Nevada and Arizona. Sorry, Utah and what? what? Nevada, Nevada and Arizona. So it went south. Yes. Um, and then he apparently headed back home. Three hours after his snack purchase, he bought a baby's bib and cookies at a Kmart outside St. George that are believed to have been Christmas gifts for his brother's family, whose names he had drawn in the Christmas gift exchange. Uh, a neighbor of Kocher Ramon remembers him seeing remember seeing him return to his apartment around 10 p.m. A half an hour later, he left again. No one saw him return that night, but it is possible that he did return. The next morning, the 13th, Kocher's priest called him. The priest explained that he was on his way back from Las Vegas and may not make it to the 11 a.m. service. He asked if Kocher could lead the service for him instead. 
Kocha uh, uh, replied that he too was in Las Vegas, uh, but would return home if needed. The priest told him, never mind. Another priest called Kocher and asked for the same favor. Again, Kocher explained that he was in Las Vegas. Neither priest asked Kocher what he was doing in Las Vegas and described the phone calls as not unusual. At 11.54 a.m., a home security camera in Savannah Springs Avenue in Sun City, a retirement community in the Anthem development of the city of Henderson, Nevada. Uh, Which is outside of Las Vegas, isn't it? I'm not exactly sure. I didn't look that up. Let me just do it real quick. I think it is. I think I ran through... I might be lying here, but I think I ran through Henderson when I did my Las Vegas, like Las Vegas half marathon. Lol, oh, yeah. It's south of Las Vegas. How far south? Uh, Paradise is where the casinos are. It's just southeast of that. Southwest. Of, yeah, southeast of that. Okay. Like a couple blocks. Well, I've heard, I've heard of it. I don't know that I ran through it, but regardless, I've heard of it. So it's still part of Nevada. There it is. It's right there. I don't know Where's the airport? Where am I the airport? I don't know. In Nevada. Anyways, I've heard of it. So Oh, it's probably right there, that big gray area. McCarran, yeah. Then it was close there. But I yeah. know about McCarran Airport because it's in uh, Fallout, New Vegas, which is well, one of Vegas, my favorite yeah. of the, the Fallout, Fallout franchises. Series. Yeah. Um, yes. So he was recorded uh, driving down, driving his Cavalier down uh, a street into a cul-de-sac, parking the car where it was found later. Six minutes after that, the individual wearing a white shirt and slacks walked the opposite direction down the sidewalk in front of the house that recorded the car. So he parked in front of a house. He parked in a cul-de-sac. Yes. Of an unfinished retirement community. Okay. So he's just parked in the middle of a cul-de-sac and then walked back down the street that he had just driven down. Okay. Um, The person was carrying something in one hand, possibly a file or portfolio. Shortly after, another security camera captured a figure reflection walking north. If this is indeed Kocher, it is the last time anyone has seen him. Oh my god. At around 5 p.m., his phone pinged a cell tower in the intersection of Arroyo Grande Boulevard. That's close to Ariana Grande, but not quite. Arroyo Grande. Um, and American Pacific that's Drive. Gonna, that's going to be my uh, singer career name. Arroyo Grande. Such a great, great voice. I'm going to become Arroyo Grande. It's the male version of our Ariana. Yes. Yes. And then I'm gonna hit those really high notes. So Should, you know. give me your highest note. Do you get it? Last time I did that, my top died. <laughs> okay, but Tatiana's snap game could have been funnier if she just made things happen faster. Like you have to set those things up. Like you have to be like, did you hear that? And then we're probably like, no, I didn't hear that. Let me try again. Did you hear that? They'd be like, no, I still hear it. Well, last time I tried this this many times, my dog died. That would be kind of funny. You had to be fast on that shit. So, what I will give uh, Tatiana is I watched a children's show because I was around children the other day. And Ariana Grande was in a show called Sam and Cat. And the way that Ariana Grande was speaking is exactly how the character speaks in the show. Yeah. That is just like this. Well, so Tatiana was... Playing the cartoon yeah. character version. So of what you're saying is Tatiana did not deserve to be sent home. 
I'm just saying that well, saying Tatiana has the same parts. She has the same parts. As the winner. Um, same parts. Same parts. <laughs> Um, yes, so uh, more than 10 miles from the place where he had parked at the Oriana, Oroyo Grande Boulevard and American Pacific Drive. Uh, two hours later, it pinged again in Henderson near the Whitney Ranch subdivision, two miles north of the previous ping. Uh, and then earlier, early the next morning, the phone pinged a tower at the I-515 and US-93 interchange at Russell Road. Two more miles north. Coacher's but lit. his car is still in the same location. Yes. He is walking. Okay. Uh, Coacher's uh, landlord sent him a text an hour later, and it was you. hour later after the text, it was used to call his voicemail. The phone remained in the vicinity of the tower for two days, and then it died. Okay. Um, at the I-15. That's the battery. Mm-hmm. Well, also, it's 2010, so it's what? A Motorola flip phone? No, I had a smartphone at that point. No. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. I didn't. I, I had, didn't. like, the, the T-Mobile version of the Sidekick. I had a, a slide phone until 2009, and then I got a... No, I had a slide phone. You're right. But it was still, like, a semi-smartphone. I mean, yeah, you can look at the internet or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. And if you weren't using it, it would last a whole long time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, that, it then died, and there hasn't been any activity since. Um, for four days after the last ping... Hi, Boopy. Come join us. Welcome. Uh, Let's get here, enjoy a kiki with us, talk about some spoopy things, you know. Have you ever heard about... Let's talk about... Uh, uh, have you ever heard about Let's Talk About Guests? Have you ever heard about Ours Movie Podcast? I was just showing them to talk about this stuff. It's like gay, like no, stuff no, that's no. gay. No, no, no. Ours Movie Podcast. Oh, yeah. There's, uh, I'm just thinking about, about, about Let's Talk About Guests because he was here. <laughs> and then he heard about Ours Movie Podcast? It's so, it's so weird. It's almost like he's... <laughs> Welcome to Listen Work Network. What did I say? Listen Works Network. Let me touch your butt. Yeah, well. You think we could get away? No, you're on recording, huh? Yeah, yeah. Don't say it. <laughs> you're on Canon camera. <laughs> you're on Canon camera now. Anyways, so uh, for four days after the last ping, the Sun City Homeowners Association had his car towed. Homeowners Association. Homeowners Association. Oh my goodness. Um, and tried to contact him. Uh, through the windows of the car, the parking lot enforcement. Oh my god, now that you've pointed it out. And I blew. The parking enforcement saw his flyers um, that he would hand out uh, for the window washing company. They decided to call the company where the owner gave them uh, Coacher's cell number. They left a voicemail and they called his mom. Wait, uh, who? Wait, I, I missed something here. The so, parking enforcement who has towed his car. From the subject. place where he left it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Um, she returned their call on uh, December 17th. Wait, bitch, what the fuck are you doing in Nevada? Um, she realized that no one had spoken with him for weeks, so she reported him missing. Why his... did she talk to him? Well, my mom doesn't talk to me for weeks, so. It's been a week since she's spoken with him. Yeah. Um, 
his sister drove to St. George, his brother and sister drove to St. George to look for him. They searched in jails, morgues, and hospitals in Las Vegas. At one point, an employee at a IHOP uh, told them that a man fitting the description had eaten there for three weeks straight. Okay. Uh, another employee eventually gave them a detailed description of the man and his eating habits that led to the siblings' conclusion that it was not Stephen. Uh, Las Vegas M- MPD it was are probably coffee or tea, and they were like, "He didn't drink coffee or tea because he's Mormon." Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, Las, Pe- Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department canvassed the houses in the neighborhood that Stephen had parked his vehicle in um, to no avail. Uh, by Christmas, the media in Salt Lake City and Las Vegas began to report the story. In April of 2010, so now he's been missing for five months, uh, another party of searchers explored the desert south of the Henderson Executive Airport to the south to the west of where Kocher went missing after a tip was reported but the private investigator by the private investigator working for the family. A collection of bones were found that proved to be animal bones. Ah, damn. Uh, another search party was organized in 2015, but again, nothing was discovered. So, so five years after, five and a half years <coughs> after, they were like, let's do a search party. Again, yeah. Yeah. So, since that day, nothing's been discovered. It's as if Stephen vanished into thin air. Wow. So, he went south, went west, went back up north, and then while walking, and then just disappeared and left his car there. In his walking, he went north, northeast the whole time. Oh. I thought you said, yes, whatever. Uh, so, you just kept on walking north, northeast. Yes. So, it's like he just was gone. He just left. Yes. Do you think he committed suicide? I don't know. There's theories about it that I'll read, but um, I think that he probably committed suicide. But I would figure that they would be able to track to where they found the cell phone. Or I, I'm not sure that they actually found the cell phone. I didn't read that. But they found the last known area of where the cell phone was. But that was so, two days afterwards. Yes, but the cell phone had to get there somehow. Well, yeah. And either he walked it there or somebody kidnapped him and left the phone there. Yeah. And it would make sense maybe that somebody did kidnap him because it's at this intersection of a highway. Which, if I'm thinking, I mean, it's probably not. But it is Las Vegas. Like like a clover field up here at like 610 and 59 or something. Yeah. So where it's huge, high things. So but also if they're on the, the desert, one, just where you throw your yeah. phone. Yeah. Um, yes. Interesting. Anyways, read me theories. Uh, so, Kosher's family believes, given his financial uh, circumstances at the time, Stephen had gone to Henderson that morning for a job opportunity, uh, despite the lo- odd location where he parked his car. The video showed a neatly dressed Kosher walking purposefully, suggesting he knew where he was going and what he was going for. He didn't look dazed or confused. Uh, but beyond that, there is no evidence to suggest what happened afterwards, nor has anything emerged subsequently, which could, quote, uh, we know about as much now as we did in the second we realized that he was gone, the St. George police detective in charge of the case said in 2018. Kutcher's difficulties, notwithstanding his family, does not believe that he chose to voluntarily disappear in order to, to escape them or to take his own life. Deanne Kutcher said that, in her last conversation with him on December the 10th, he was very optimistic about his ability to find another job, and the two were making plans for Christmas. Okay, but 
suicide doesn't that doesn't rule suicide out. I mean, we've seen on some different occasions where someone who is very happy and very optimistic about it, all the things does commit suicide. So, like, you can't always know all the signs of suicide. And, like, you don't always know. So that doesn't just rule that out. Yeah. I mean, with all the things that were going on in his life, and he felt, if he felt, he felt very trapped. depressed and exactly. trapped, there, I feel like that's a very likely situation. Yes. And to... that's what makes me so upset about, like, the pandemic that we're currently in, because I feel like there's some people who do feel that same way as well. And sometimes people don't feel any way outside of that. And a lot of people argued that back in April when they were like, oh, we open everything back up because people are going to die because of COVID, but not because of COVID, because they're going to kill themselves. It's like, okay, well, also, you should tell your government officials to fucking give money for, to people to stay fucking home so we can stop this fucking pandemic. So you're arguing the wrong thing here. Uh, but also, I understand that, like, mental health is a very important thing. But the most had... had Something to do with mental health. I love that. Focus on that. So, the Cavalier and its contents also suggested that Coacher intended to return to St. George. Rolf Coacher, his dad, said that it was in working order and the gas tank was half full when it reached, uh, when he reached it on December 17th after the Sun City Parking Authority called his wife about it. If someone wants to kill themselves, they're not focused on how much gas I have left in the tank. Mm-hmm. Well, in the car, there were Christmas presents Stephen had bought for his brother and family at the Kmart the previous day, as well as job applications and flyers from his employers that helped the parking authority find his parents. Um, in his apartment, they found clothing and possessions remained where he stored them, and they had not been disturbed or packed. So there's two conflicting things there. You wouldn't disturb your clothing. You wouldn't pack anything if you're planning on killing yourself. But also, you wouldn't buy Christmas presents. But and perhaps also, you could, but you would have them addressed, and I don't think you would take them with you in the car. I would, might argue slightly there, because I have trained with suicide prevention previously. Um, and sometimes, yes, if you are like, it's a premeditated, or not premeditated, but like a pre, pre-planned thing where you're like, well, give away all my possessions. That's like one of the, the most clear signs is like someone giving away their possession, someone who's just like disillusioned to... Uh, or dis dis uh, uh, dis emotion. It's not a word, but like they're, they're just not empathetic. Not non empathetic to giving away all their shit, all their all their possessions. Um, that is a that is a clear sign of you know potential suicide. But also, what I've learned dis empathetic is that the same as tem- temperate. Timber. 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 That, that's a timber outside. Um, so, but also there there are cases where people just like on a whim, they're like, you know what? What if I just like didn't show back up? And I, I'm not ruling out that there was foul play in this situation because I think there's still possible that there's foul play. It's just, it's so muddled. I would have to say there is probably about 70% chance of my belief this was foul play or yes but i think i'm like 60 40 okay that that's fine but i would still have to say there is a part of me that still believes that um that he just was like you know what what if i just didn't go back home what if i didn't go back home what if i just like disappeared and he thought that he could survive the mountains or go hitchhiking and just disappear into the world and Maybe he threw his phone out. Maybe he did disappear. Maybe he didn't die. 
and he did just throw his throne out the window at whatever this interchange was and became a different person. Because I'm going to associate this back to what I said is that from what I've heard a lot of people who want to leave the Mormon church, they feel trapped, especially because their family and everyone they know is Mormon. And so they can't ever tell anyone they want to leave the Mormon church. So if he decides that I want to leave the Mormon church and tells anyone that, then he can be excommunicated. And then he's no longer talked to, and he gets, everyone's gone. Like, on purpose, by the church. So you're no longer part of things if you tell anyone any inklings of you saying, I want to do, do something different. So he was like, why not just get this started early? So I think that he's, there's three options here. He either did get kidnapped and something happened to him. He did try to survive on his own. Or, no, no, he did leave to commit suicide. Or he just disappeared into to the world mm -hmm. and became a different person. Uh, my money is on either the suicide or uh, kidnapping. Okay. I, Not even kidnapping, like m murder. I would put my money on him disappearing into the the the, the world. It's possible. We'll never know. It's, it's probably a very small uh, percent chance, and I have no money to put on there, so we'll put $5. <laughs> you heard it here first. You heard it here. Books. Right, on he right here on our streaming podcast. <laughs> what did I call it earlier? Uh, uh, NPR Rupee. Uh, NPR Rupee podcast. NPR's Rupee Hour. <laughs> uh, cut to November 25th. We found him. We found him. Fuck! I got five dollars. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So, ooh, Coacher's uh, unusual and mostly unexplained travel in the days leading up to his disappearance had led to suspicions that he may have turned to some sort of illicit activity for ooh. income. Uh, a drug dog was taken to sniff over the Cavalier, but did not alert anything. He was probably doing gay sex in Las Vegas. That uh, could be. Uh, another vehicle seen on the you know those Mormons. Uh, another vehicle seen on the security camera footage driving up and down the street around the time coaches parked and walked away from his car was investigated, but turned out to be a real estate agent. Uh, checks of coaches' financial history and phone records turned up nothing unusual aside from the single uh, from the trips. Uh, a single charge to his credit card since the disappearance was made just as an automatic charge by a West web hosting company, GoDaddy. Go, Daddy! Ensuing from his days at Matchbin. Uh, one unknown phone number turned out to be the family of the two girls Coacher had been helping to get back inside the house that day before he went to Las Vegas. Uh, a search of his computer and the internet browsing history found nothing unusual. Investigators also checked his bor borrowing history at the St. George Library and found nothing there that suggested any unexplored leads. Coacher left, kept a diary, but recorded no problems in his life at the time of the disappearance beyond monetary issues and his ongoing bachelorhood, neither of which he believed would last much longer. Because so he was, yeah, he, he was like, oh, I'm going to find a person and also I'm going to get money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Bitches get laid and get money. Like, Well, the priest just told him that he'd have a job for him in 2010. Yeah, but also you got laid off in 2018. That's cute. no. Or 20, two, 2008, well, yes, sorry. 2008. Then... He has two years without a fucking job. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of money to... Either he had to have that shit saved up, saved up, which he did get a cush job from his dad... Or not cush job, he got a job from his daddy. Um, 
daddy. But also that that's not that's not enough, girl. That's not I don't have enough savings to last a year. Um, the family does not consider Coacher's travel to be particularly unusual either. Mm-hmm. One of his reasons for moving to St. George was to research family history in that area. Surprise, he works for Ancestry. Yeah. He often went We're on, all Mormons. <laughs> went on tours of cemeteries looking for ancestors' graves. His mother believes that the trips were just his way of keeping himself busy despite his underemployment. Uh, while there is no evidence to suggest that Kocher was killed or kidnapped, neither the St. George nor Henderson police have found any evidence to eliminate the possibility. There's nothing that makes us suspicious, quote, a detective from the former department told the Las Vegas Review Journal. But at the same time, strange situation. Um, Kocher also disappeared a week after Susan Powell was reported missing from her home in Salt Lake City, suburb of West Valley City. The latter case received much more media attention as suspicion centered on her husband, Josh, whom she had had been having extra extra marital affairs on. Uh, The night after the neighbor saw her last in the family home, her husband had left after midnight to take the couple's two sons camping camping in the Tule County. T-O-O-E-L-E. What do you think? T-O-O-E-L-E. Tule. Two will? Two will. Two will? Whatever. A police officer came to the investigation the next morning after Susan did not drop off her sons at the daycare. Police officers who came to investigate the next morning after Susan did not drop her sons off at daycare forced entry into the house and found two fans blowing on a wet spot on the carpet. Early in the invest. Oh, shit. Yes, I do it all the time. Early in the culture of investigation, tips were posted on the internet and brought to the family's attention, suggesting a connection between the two disappearances. I feel like any time the the cops are like, we have two deaths that happened in the city. Uh, 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 Are they they connected? Mm -hmm. Well, he he disappeared in Las Vegas and and she died in Salt Lake City. It's Las Vegas. They could be having a career. Um, you have another one. I gave you a right there. Oh, oh God. Then crack it. Then we go. And, and ready? Are you ready? One, two, three. Oh, oh, so nice. Good. Some good shit. The flavor? Anyways. Um. So in 2010, Josh Powell's family began making those allegations public, claiming on a website that they had set up to find Susan uh, that she had, with her family's help, framed her husband for the murder and escaped with Coacher. Wait, wait, hold on. The husband of Susan Powell said that Susan Powell and Stephen Coacher set up these websites to frame him for her murder, and they ran away together. Oh, gotcha. Um, Stephen Powell, Josh's father, outlined the story uh, in a February letter to the police and the FBI agents investigating his daughter-in-law's case. Uh, Police investigated the connection but found nothing to support it. A Coacher family friend who by 2011 had taken over managing the Facebook page on Coacher called the allegations, which came up frequently in posts, to it, quote, nonsense. Yeah. 
Uh, Josh Powell moved to Washington where he died along with his sons in a 2012 murder-suicide. So he took his... Excuse me? Sorry. Sorry. I thought I had that off. No, that's my computer. Oh. But it says it's running low on storage space. (gasps) Oh, son of a bitch. Oh, we're not plugged in. No! Oh my god, this entire podcast? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What happened? (laughs) We're not plugged in. When did we? We didn't ever. I never unplugged it. So I guess I never plugged it in. Oh boy. That means that this podcast is gonna sound fucking weird. Let me just finish it anyway. Uh, Yeah, he murdered his sons and himself uh, after he was convicted of child pornography and voyeurism, among other things. Uh, So he stole his children and then left, and like moved away. Yes. What, what, then killed his wife? Was she dead? I feel like she was dead. Well, <laughs> he, he, yes. He didn't... He, it's assumed. Yeah. Um, he took explicit pictures of her, uh, and then he died in, in 2018. Interesting. Okay. Um, let me just plug this in and see what happens for the last little bit when we do all of our commercials. <laughs> Darling, honey, honey, darling, how much different does this sound now? Does it look crazy different? Not really. It's much quieter. It, yeah, it's probably just going to have a lot of background. Let me just pause. What does this sound like now that we've done it differently? <laughs> After we record an entire podcast without our microphones plugged in. <laughs> how many times has this happened, and why is it always my fault? Because it is, it's always my fault. <laughs> But it's okay. And part of another part of this podcast, a whole nother of this podcast. Well, I mean, if talk all about Thanksgiving meals we again do it tonight. Yeah, we had to do it all over again. Yeah, we'd have to do it a different day. <laughs> Surprise! No, I'm okay with it. Well, I, we hope you enjoyed this uh, <laughs> different sounding podcast. It, we we did it. So. <laughs> If there's points where Chris is just not there, just it's for the better. It's just for the better that. for everyone. So <laughs> here we are. Everything's fine. Where's my yeah? Okay, we're good. Um, yeah. Well, I have something to say. What do you have to say? AIDS Foundation Houston is hosting their World AIDS Day luncheon on December the first. However, this year things will be a little bit different. For 2020, World AIDS Day will be a virtual experience. AFH was founded in 1982 and has continued to serve the evolving needs of those living with and affected by HIV and AIDS in the community. AFH's World AIDS Day Luncheon was a finalist for the best fundraising event in the city by Outsmart's 2020 Gayest and Greatest. Oh no. On December 1st, the event will be hosted live by Ernie Manus from Be Design. The show will include celebrity cameos and interviews, pop-ins by AFH staff and board, Mayor Sylvester Turner, Judge Lena Hildago, client and community testimonials, award honorees, drag and musical performances, and so much more. We are proud to be media partners and hope that you will join us in the fight to end the HIV epidemic in Houston by supporting World AIDS Day 2020, a virtual event. Access to the event starts at just $5, and underwriting opportunities start at just $500. 
please visit worldaidsdayhouston.org to learn more. Yes, uh, we will be there on Tuesday, December 1st, uh, because we have tickets ready to go. Uh, we will be there live, <laughs> uh, ready to go to be there. So come join come us. Come hang out with us. Come hang out. We'll be, we'll be there to, to be a part of uh, World AIDS Day. I'm going to shave Chris's head. Uh, Unguaranteed. Not guaranteed. It could happen. It could so happen. come on down. I do need a haircut, like drastically. Drastically. I'm going to start with a razor blade just, and just thin it out. Thin it, thin it out more than it already is. Yes. <laughs> just let's thin, let's thin it. Just, just very wispy, uh, like okay, a two-year-old. Yeah. You have, uh, is that mine? Yes. yes. Jesus, it's always it's, yours. It's still far away. Sorry. Oh my god, it's still going. Okay. Throw it, Lord. Just on the ground. Um, do you have something else to tell me? I sure do. <laughs> well, tell me about our sponsor. Let me tell you about the Chamber Cares Food Drive. Here at Listen Works, we are excited about the holiday season. Yes! This time of year with family and friends and a lot of great food. However, we'd love to help out during this season as well. After all, it is the reason for the season, especially in our LGBTQ plus community. Individuals can have difficulty this time of year, especially those with food insecurity. So, we have paired up with the Greater Houston Chamber of Commerce for their holiday food drive to make sure make things a little easier for them. The holiday food drive helps to fill up holiday boxes for our most vulnerable by either dropping food off or making a donation via the virtual food drive. Two ways to participate. Donations can be made Friday, December the 4th, 2020, between 8 a.m. and 12 p.m. at the Signature Care ER Montrose at 1007 Westheimer. Or visit them online at houstonlgbtchamber.com forward slash food dash drive yes also a very important cause because uh first of all people need help nowadays mm-hmm. now first of all nowadays also this time of year uh giving back to your communities are vital honey so reach out um to your local charities because that's all honestly the most important thing is going to help you um I'm not going to get too much on a tangent here, but uh, instead of taking that money that you're going to donate to the Salvation Army and the March of Dimes and all that stuff, give to your local charities instead. Uh, local charities are going to help your actual city that is in immediate need of actual um, assistance uh, and important things. So uh, definitely do that. Support your local charities, girl. But also support Let's talk, talk about, about gay stuff. The podcast that talks about gay stuff and today in LGBTQ history. Oh yeah, giving you facts, knowledge, uh, giggles, figures, history, uh, everything you need, honey. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, Thomas, Tony, Kendall will give you the deets, the deets, the DL, mama. the DL. They give it down low. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can always find them at Let's Talk About Gay Stuff on whatever your podcasting preference per, uh, mm. platform is. Or Let's Talk About Gay Stuff.com. Let's Talk About Gay Stuff on Facebook and Instagram and Talk Gay Stuff on Twitter. They're also available for emailing at Let's Talk About Gay Stuff at gmail.com. I'd also like to thank our OG sponsor. Oh, yeah. 
the OG sponsor, the one who created this whole network. You ready for this, darling? Tell me. We're talking about Economy Works. Economy Works. They are a freelance talent network that connects professionals with project work. If you're a company that needs help writing job descriptions, conducting marketing analysis, managing your social media platforms, Economy Works has an extensive talent network of freelance professionals ready to help you do more with less. Economy Works. When we work, the, the economy, economy works. works. Find out more at economyworks.com. That's E C O N O M I W R K S dot com. Economy Works. Yeah. That's pretty good, right? That's that was good. his favorite. That's a good part. jingle. Yeah. Um, he just likes to sing about Economy Works. I know. So he would appreciate that. Well, if you listen to this podcast and you also listen to our Ruby podcast, uh, our Ruby podcast, our weird, awkward stepchild that was born out of a lake and became but they a live witch. Under your house, they're not allowed inside. They're not allowd inside because when they come inside, they kind of like they like they dredge like a lot of things out, like burns a lot of memories, and it's kind of like demonic. Mm-hmm. Well, they took a break this week, um, but we will be back next week. Uh, this week was busy with you know. Life, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving's life. Uh, but we'll be back. We're gonna do a retro rupee rewind. Oh uh, my god, shut the fuck up! I just came up with it right now. Retro rupee rewind. We're gonna, we're gonna throw back whenever we have little lulls. We're gonna throw back to actual like RuPaul's Drag Race, like in the past. And we're gonna start with season one. And we're going to let you know our thoughts, okay? And I'm gonna tell you about how much I love Akasha. Okay. And Chris has no idea who that is, but he's going to know he's soon. He's going to learn. He's Everyone gonna loves a They're going to learn. They're gonna learn. Uh, I'm going to learn about Tammy. Um, <laughs> Tammy Brown. Tammy Brown. I uh, need a flower. Yeah. So if you want to listen to our Rupee podcast, it's R Rupee. That's R-U-P-Y podcast. Uh, we talk about all the things drag. We talk about uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. We talk about Dragula. We talk about Canada's Drag Race. We talk about Holland's Drag Race. We talk about Drag Race All-Stars. We got everything under our belt here, honey. We'll talk about all the drag that you need us to do. You need some drag to talk about? You t- Let us know. And we'll talk mm-hmm. about it. You want to hear some stupid opinions that don't matter about some drag that we watch on the TV? Tune in. Tune in. Well, we will tell unnecessary opinions about a lot of unnecessary because things. Who cares? Nobody. Nobody. But also our listeners. Yes. <laughs> so we thank you for listening. Um, also, I guess we should talk about ourselves, our Spoopy Podcast. Well, yeah, you're obviously listening to our Spoopy Podcast. So welcome. Podcast. Hi. Our Spoopy Podcast on our SpoopyPodcast.com, our Spoopy Podcast on Facebook, our Spoop on Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> our Spoopy Facebook. on Twitter. <laughs> Our Spoopy Podcast on Instagram, Our Spoop on Facebook, Our Spoopy on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, there you you can also drop us an email at any time you like. Our okay. Spoopy Podcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. Wait, G again. Absolutely. Yeah. There you go. You got all you got all the plugs there, okay? Mm-hmm, 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 Send me a drug mm-hmm. plug. What is that? Excuse me? Nothing. Should um, we tell them to get, get spoopy, spoopy with it? it?